I, to, to me, this is the kind of night that you dream of because I believe everybody that says three and I believe everyone that says six tonight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like bad faith joshing around here. No, Thank no. You for subscribing with Prime Jay's retro, making it look easy. Not joshing around, but like you know, sometimes you've been on the show enough times and seen enough scores. Sometimes people put five when it was like a three and a half show, and they are being nice, right? I think the people that put six tonight, one hundred percent mean it. I, I really do because I'm I'm higher on this than on this show than the chat by by a large margin. I think. There we go. Um, yeah, and and I get the feeling you are maybe lower than the chat on this. I don't know where are you. Where are you? I would. I'm like, uh, what do we say? Four seven five is probably the average. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'd probably be a full mark above that. Probably five seven five would be my would be my area here. Zoobs, you and I are very dear friends. That was very clear over Christmas, exchanging nice texts. And and you know about me, I love bread. I love fresh baked bread. And you've been to my home country of Portugal. You know that I, I come from a lineage of people who love to go and get fresh baked bread in the morning. Nothing. Is there anything better than fresh baked bread? Buddy, it's, it's the, it's the bar that they compare new great things. Literally the best thing. Possibly put it any better than that. (laughs) I feel like tonight's dynamite was this beautiful, beautiful sandwich with the nicest bread I could ever hope for. Made out of the oven no more than 20 minutes before. Just gorgeous bread. And it, and it's it, it, the fillings are, are diarrhea and vegetables. And <laughs> I don't know how to rate that as something to eat. Yeah, I get where it. Where it's like, there is half an hour in this show, which is like the best 30 minutes of Dynamite in, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed Dynamite as much as Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson and then the, the mocks um face off afterwards it's like my favorite thing on the show in ages but there, there's i have to be real like there's tons of stuff on the show that's just sub new york stuff that is shittier than what's happening on raw and stupider and i don't know how to reckon with that i yeah. i don't know what to do because that jericho i'm not even talking about the devil stuff which is obviously bad <laughs> but the the callous family and the jericho stuff like the stink is just what a so it's very hard for me to score. You know me, Zoops. I was very much a, if there's one great thing on the show that can really get me there, guy, for a long time. So maybe I'm higher than the chat in the way that I could get to a five on the pure enjoyment of that half hour. But in a much realer way, I always say if the show is above a four, that's where I would watch it forever. And like one great thing on a show feels more spiritually aligned with just passing to me. So I'm gonna get. I'll go right with the chat. I'm gonna say a four seven five, but I ref, I re, I get the right to reevaluate as we go through the show. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think these are the dream. This is the dream idea here. Is you have things that you feel passionately in both ways. Uh, interested to see because maybe I maybe I have a, a tendency when I'm not enjoying something to like to almost tune out of it, right? And right. almost not almost not be like this is ruining the show, and more be like, what else is going on in the world? <laughs> like sort of, which is maybe a bigger sin, to be frank. No, I, I must say last Wednesday when we were off, I was, of course, still watching Dynamite, not note-taking. And I say when you're not paying attention to every moment of the show and writing it down, the bad stuff definitely isn't as bad. It's just there's no, there's no, I, I noticed it while I was watching. Oh, yeah, this is just happening. Whereas when you're, like, being forced to, like, put it to paper and rectify with what's happening and make sense of it, some stuff just stands out as bad and low, <laughs> just low effort, like, low effort. It reminds me of some shows. They have such a powerful first season, but it's because there was all this work 
that went in before the first season. And then in right. between season one and two, they have to write a whole new five years to make season one, six months to make season two. And I, I don't know if that's what's going on with Dynamite right now. We'll get to it. Here we go, Supes. It's New Year's Bash. You look, you, you, you read all the New Year's Bashes of Dynamites of yore. Nice to have another one here, New Year's Bash. And I think for the first time, and if somebody could correct me, I'd be more than happy to see it. Prince Nana is in the signature at the open of the show. And Zoops, if I can't talk about this on our Twitch show about pro wrestling, I don't know where I can, because I have nowhere else to say this. So I apologize. We will get to Dynamite very soon, but I have to talk about this. What Prince Nana has done is one of the least likely things I've ever seen in wrestling. (laughs) Prince Nana, to me, is just the leader of the embassy in Ring of Honor 13 years ago. Like, not even like a especially hot era of, of Ring of Honor. And he was good. And I think people forget he was good at selling. Like he had this reputation of a good, not a Heenan. It feels like overpraised, but Prince Nana is the opening signature of the number two wrestling promotion in North America and the manager of maybe its hottest act. That is, we talk about Eddie Kingston is the long road or watching the dream fulfilled in a very, and we're able to emotionally connect in that. And Prince Nana is a jokey guy, but listen, this guy, he took a big apron bump on the last show. And I just think it's, you got to give this guy his flowers. No one thought anything of this guy in terms of is going to be such a focus in the future. I would have never saw it coming. And now here he is doing the the dance at the beginning of the show. It's really impressive to me. Uh, yeah, something, a, a great ob- great observations there, um, first of all. And I think it's an interesting, somebody, as somebody like doesn't, that isn't as well-versed in the, the recent history of ROH or like anything, you know, as you said, he was 13 years ago to you, he's the embassy guy, but like as somebody that like wasn't a deep, deep knowledge and like passion of mine, you have him and sort of Stokely Hathaway sort of both come in uh, into the world and you sort of everybody I knew that knew that era was like talked a ton about Stoke and you heard nothing right. about Prince Nana. And now we're, we're here, as you say, and he's beside the, the hottest act. And I, I I have all the reasons for the Stoke thing, but nothing has really clicked. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is sort of a testament to like, you know, not that his thing won't eventually click, but give these guys their opportunities. And and he's a he's a pro veteran. And, and, and part of what you know, initially was so appealing about AEW, right? Was these guys, mm-hmm. the Eddie Kingston's, the, the, as much as it's about young guys and 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 stars, it's like these these guys that are seeing this chance and seizing it. Um, you're right to point it out. He's been he said he's talking about having a huge 2023. There's a guy. Oh, holy! I mean, he probably views this. I don't know Prince Nana. I'm not. I maybe shouldn't pretend to know his mind, but I have to think he views this as the best year of his career. Certainly, financially, this must be the best year of his career. I would, yeah, I would have to say. He swerves when he drives. We enter the go-home show for World's End, a Saturday pay-per-view, which I had praised going into it as this great, I'm never doing anything this time of year. It works perfectly for me. I'm here now. It does feel a little weird. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a wrestling paper. Like, I feel like I'm almost, like, shaking off the cobwebs, getting into pay-per-view week mode. Do you feel any of that, too, Zoobs? Or are you just, like, full-on hype for World's End perfect. this uh, Saturday I think night? It's, time I think it's perfect. I, I maintain back where I back where I was in terms of, like, I like I love it on the Saturday. I love it on the 30th. I love, I'm perfect. This, this is how I hoped it would come together, right? As much as, it's, as, much as you always want the, like, the the top, the top drama, like, A, triple-A level main event stuff, like, they got a, a cogent good way to get a huge Eddie Kingston match on the card, which is all I really care about at the end of the day. Um, and it's this weekend and they put a bunch of stuff together that I like tonight. So that works for me, you know, good way of looking at it. 
The show opens with the ace of the world, bitch. Death <laughs> Jitsu in the house. John Sims, can you explain to me the John Moxley merch situation? Just, he gets a hoodie that says Death Jitsu, something, and he prints one of it for himself every week. Is that, is that what's going on here? That is what's going on. It like it's not. We do we do merch match. We do all this. I am certain if he if even one of those went for sale, you would buy it and be wearing it. <laughs> I, it should be noted the New Japan store did put up a the Death Jitsu Zero Fuck shirt this weekend. So I wow. guess this is Wrestle Kingdom merch. I suppose weird that AEW doesn't have the right to that, but I guess they can't say fucks, and he can in New Japan. Awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, listen. It, it, it must be because you know I've looked at those for gifts for you and couldn't find them. That wasn't like a Etsy Etsy drop shipping AI store, and it was like the <laughs> garbage can wouldn't be right or something would be off. Um, so Pure I can tell you, they, they do not sell it. Well, that's very nice of you to look. Thank you, brother. He is out to take on John to take on himself, John Moxley, uh, in in a very sort of metaphysical sense, where every fight is sort of Aren't a fight against yourself. Aren't but also, all. Jay White and Swerve Strickland. So it is a triple threat. But if you want to look at it as a six man again in a metaphysical way, please feel free. Uh, did my camera just lose focus? Oh well, seems like it. Very strange. What? Come back to me. Is that working? Come back to me. Come back. A little okay, bit. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's a it's a triple threat for the C one final. And, of course, I hate this. It's insanely stupid to have a G1-style tournament blow off in a triple threat. But but I can I can look past it until these gentlemen do a two-man brawl on the outside for the first eight minutes of this match. I, I love Swerve Strickland. I love John Moxley. But what a desolate misunderstanding of what the G1 is. There's no count-out, no DQ because it's triple threat. But I just thought that this was... On one half of the bracket, you have Brian and Eddie, which really is oh, oh we under we understand what the G one is, and you have these three guys really doing something that doesn't at all reflect what made this tournament good at all to me. Um, I also must say, um, I said on the uh, the show the other week that I'm taking John Moxley at his word and what Renee Paquette was saying about him, former coworker of the Zoobs, that he is actually really broken down right now and incredibly sore, and he needs warming up before he can get out there because. A lot of this match is Swerve versus Mox, but Swerve is working him really soft at points, like to the degree where it's it feels to me like there's a discussion of, hey man, I still got to go out there and really give my life against Eddie at the pay per view Saturday. So we gotta, you know, you could beat the hell out of Jay, Jay can beat the hell out of him, but I, I gotta, I'm already hurting. I gotta go into Saturday fresh as a daisy. That's what it looked like to me for the first 75 percent of this match. And then these guys go OXT mode uh, <laughs> in a way that I actually really enjoyed because I found it so surprising. And the back quarter, 20% of this match is like a big time pin breakup, kick out, exchange constantly, bah, 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 very fast. Not something you especially associate with any of the three of these guys, but I thought they executed it really well. I got into the match at this point. There's a really fun, uh, well, actually, I should complain first before I say the fun part. And I hate this because sometimes the video game does this and it drives me up the wall. Moxley is about to pile drive Swerve Strickland through a table and Jay White attacks him and stops it. Right. It's a punch. Zoobs, if, if, if Matt and I are fighting and you hate me and you see Matt has me in an incredibly vulnerable position, you're like, well, okay, even if I want to hit Matt, 
I'm going to let him hit the giant move on old Jay Zero first. Spike it. Make sure that it was like an especially devastating move. You'd be like, (laughs) no, hang on. Don't don't hurt him with the big move. I'm going (laughs) to hit him with a punch. So didn't like that. But then there's a big comeback based off a biting spot, which I like. Swerve likes to meet guys in their arenas, and biting John Moxley is cool. So I enjoy that. Very fun sequence. Again, they're really smooth at the end. You can see the professionalism of these three guys on display. There's a 450 from Swerve into a pin on Jay White that Mox breaks up with a curb stomp. It's just like yeah. you all thought about that for a long time because that was a badass sequence. But I, I really was thought that this match was just, I don't know. I, Jay White might have been the guy to lean on here to go with something a bit more New Japan-y. I, not the huge, I just felt like it didn't suit what had been going on in the C1 at all. It just felt like a normal Dynamite match, whereas I've enjoyed the difference in flavor of the C1 so far. Any any standouts for you here, Zoobs, in terms of uh, these three in the match or their dynamics? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I agree with you that tonally it doesn't it, – it, it just, like, it, it doesn't feel fair that – I don't know, maybe fair is the right word, but like you're, you're totally right that like all of a sudden it's a no D like and I know it's no DQ because it's triple threat, but like all of a sudden it's just like massive chair use and shots from behind and pin. It's like literally, what do we just do? Like what? What? Do, literally, we were doing like strict time limits, best on best. Somebody wins, somebody gets pinned. Everybody comes out of it with a storyline type stuff, and instead you're like you're just running this really strange tonal shift. To everything you had established you know i agree with all the underlying things you're saying is you're you're saving most of the the mox tank for saturday which is not far away yeah um i think there are ways you could have done it i don't know it, it's hard to speak without knowing those specifics but it just sort of does it did sort of suck to me but but because you know you are you're a fan that g1 final sort of the the evocative that sort of feeling the, the finals matches are supposed to feel like very elevated and a, and a deserving culmination of what we've seen. And, and it felt so much on the other side that Danielson and, and Kingston was that. Yeah. Um, and you had these guys. It's like, I don't know. You're right. The Jay White's both the one you need to lean on. And obviously, I think the one most people want to see in the match less. Right. Because you're, yeah. you're, if you are doing mocks, then you have to put him over a swerve. Don't know if there was another way you could have manufactured it. But um agree on the on the tonal missing otherwise though i mean this is part of i think why my score is so a little higher in the chat is like this is a full half hour uh of, mm. a, of a match here and we get a full uh one of those again later on this was like, like three or four commercial breaks in this this was like a huge chunk of the beginning of the show um so i thought you know it it paid off that and helped it feel like uh, the night that it was supposed to feel like for me i'm sure you the same way you saw the card coming in you're like all right not that many matches like four i think those four segments on the pre-match card uh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, graphic so it's like you're you're assuming that the finals matches are going to get uh, a lot of time to 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 deliver on the level that they're supposed to be delivering and i was sort of happy to see that so maybe that bought it a little more goodwill than the you know that initial like yeah uh, just doesn't just doesn't line up but i mean listen swerves um great and i don't know if you want to transition right into it but giving him the opportunity to immediately talk about it was like yes finally like i'm not terrified that he's about to disappear like they, they've shown me that they know how to handle um this guy taking a loss yeah go ahead and talk us through that zoops because i agree i thought that AEW really shone in an area that they normally are weak 
where disappearing after the big win or the big loss, they didn't even wait a moment before handing the mic to Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana at his side. And do you want to walk through the the tenor of his promo there? Well, I mean, listen, it's sort of a, a, a picking up the feud with Keith Lee. It's going to be to be him and Keith Lee on Saturday. And that was sort of his his direction was I didn't win the tournament, but I sort of proved that I'm among the best in the world. And this tournament has the eyes of the entire world, not just AEW, but the entire world. And I've proven uh, over the last year that I'm one of the elite. So they're blowing off the where the, where we picked up at the end of last year. I think uh, I think it's a good idea because we want to see it. And it, it's it doesn't need a lot of cooking up. You don't need a lot of um, of that build sort of. We know they have great chemistry with each other. When we know they can work together, I think it's going to be um, something for the real heads of the weekend. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to hand it to them because I do feel like it was a mistake to drop the Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee feud as much as they have. But God, if you were ever going to use that bullet in the gun, when you have to build something, when you have effectively no TV, I mean, Rampage exists, but effectively no TV in between now and the pay-per-view. One promo on Keith Lee, and we're actually off to the races. It's this Saturday. Everything's baked in. There's going to be a nice video package that hits Twitter, I'm sure, in the next coming days, and we'll all be siced for it. So I actually thought very savvy of AEW. Really a nice job by them making the right choices here and executing it well. And, of course, Swerve Strickland, just the absolute man here, actually seems pissed off about losing the his spot in the finals of the tournament. But Zoobs, maybe that's not the most interesting part about this. The most interesting part might reveal itself in our first of three keep it or kick it of the evening tonight, of course, segment where I am going to give a prompt from my wrestling brain to you, these oobs, and you, the brainiacs in the chat. And you're going to tell me if you want to keep that prompt, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you kick it, which means you hate it, despise it, and you never want to see it again. Zoobs, are you ready for the first of three computer kick it's this evening? Yes, sir. Zoobs, of course, we are picking up the good guy Keith Lee first bad guy Swerve Strickland feud once more, exiting their Swerve in Our Glory tag team breakup however zoobs i feel like this crowd is very ready to love them some swerve strickland and we might be looking at a more defined heel champion coming out of world's end maybe the people don't agree but we're gonna find out here keep it or kick it this statement there will be a double turn in keith lee versus swerve strickland people saying zoobs i just want to give a shout out banger alert banger alert josh mm-hmm. the tweet the the devil's henchman tag team tweet banger alert that's a that's a that's, that's a hell of a tweet out there retweeted by our guy by my one of my favorite wrestling tweeters retweeted that big time big time uh i love i it. don't feel so good <laughs> oh good shit uh let's do it keep it or kick <laughs> it uh uh I'm right, I'm right for th- through them, and you, uh, you let me know how you feel about it. Uh, Bobby Rito's kicks. Hey, my name is Will. Keeps. Scritchy keeps. Stick of buns kicks. Uh, Scoots Brodo kicks. Cadenza kicks. Sever one kicks. 
Dark Lord DKL keeps, Skookum Skookum kicks, uh, Pacefell, no clue what this is, Ryan PM, Albi 19, Corvax 1266, XX307, Skookum Skookum, and VZ. I counted Skookums twice there. Uh, oh. They all kick. Looks like a late flurry of kicks after some even out the gate. What say you? I'll, ask, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. What say you here, Josh? I think it's uh I think it's a toughie and I will ultimately be keeping it. Um I think that the it's just primed for it. I think a heel hoss boss Keith Lee run is precisely what the doctor ordered for the big man in every way imaginable. And I think Swerve Strickland is barely a heel at this point. <laughs> I think Swerve Strickland is he is he is heel because of who he's wrestling. He is deeply beloved. Now listen, I maintain he is not even if he turns, he's not fully babyface until he's doing the dance. As long right. as it's not a doing the dance, he's not fully there. Can you imagine when he hits the dance zooms? Can you imagine how crazy he, what I dra- people are gonna lose it? Doing it. Although I must say, some very arrhythmic people in the audience sometimes they show doing very yes, that, that's always been the case. It's always been the case. You get kind of this, like the arms aren't even working together. I don't think you can teach rhythm. I, I, I've been told. Matt, can we get you to weigh on in that? Is it possible to teach rhythm? You teach rhythm? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I trust Matt on this. I trust Matt on this. A little, a little pedagogy right there. Yeah, I think Matt was taking a shot at me. <laughs> Josh is a drummer. He's got rhythm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I. One of the, that is not true. Matty's being a sweetheart. Okay. Uh, how about you, Zooms? What do you think on this one? Could you, could you at least see why they would do it? Yeah, I think uh, I think. Listen, the the, the ter- face turn thing is like he's incredibly over, so it's incredibly over. You may as well get cheered. It makes a lot of sense, and you know the the hangman thing, as you said, he was a heel because of who he was wrestling. It's one of those things where like you he he does it so well, and we all see him doing it so well that like, we just want to celebrate it anyway. So yeah. you may as well let him give us what we want. Um, I think he's great. I think he's earned it. I think it's a, I think it's worth it, right? You, you build guys up in this way. That so that they can be your top face that, so that yep, they can exactly be the right. guy who gets the huge cheers and goes out and wins and, and draws and, and is your champion and goes out of the world for you. Um, you want that to happen in this next, that's the next step, right? After, after proving how good he's been in, and, and the, and the run he's deserved and the run he's been on and even doing the job here tonight, like as he pointed points out very astutely didn't get pinned so you know comes out that is another benefit of the three of the of the triple threat there um i think it's absolutely with what with what they may have set up that you may have seen coming two months three months down the road um i think i think you have an opportunity to to give him a a real shot early next year as like your top guy yeah you have to go with the hot hand and he is as hot a hand as you've had and in a meta sense this is a huge win for AEW. If they take who was sort of a New York castaway, not that Swerve Strickland was nothing in New York, but he wasn't world champion status. And if you can get him to, hey, you can sign with us and we'll make you a world champion. We are not, this is not a TNA New York relationship. That's a nice message to send if you're trying to get yourself some New York mid-carders to come on over. Like if they if they let Irish go, for instance. Yeah, big tall Irish, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all cap Irish in all cap. <laughs> he, but he's still down in OXT, so that that's a little different. Mariah May is out with former coworker of the Zoobs, Renee Paquette, and I must say these are two very charismatic, glowing women. This is, uh, and this is I'm not in an objectifying way. I mean that sometimes the female talent on camera is greener than the promos we have seen right before. 
Renee and Mariah are on-camera professionals. These two are comfortable as can be on camera. And it's awesome to see. Mariah May's new to the company, too. They're settling in incredibly easily. She says, she's here to answer the question, why'd you attack Rio? Well, she was attacking the biggest star of all time, Tony Storm. Quick keep it or kick it, Zoobs. Is Tony Storm the biggest star of all time? Uh, kick, <laughs> kick it, yeah. You're thinking Denzel Washington? Yeah, I believe the sun uh, currently is the biggest. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's Christmas for God's sake. <laughs> All time. All time. All of time. Uh... Sun. <laughs> um, 2023 had bad energy. So I will be wrestling my speaking, first match next Wednesday sun. on Don. Oh, sorry, Zoops. Since speaking of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Zoops a horoscope believer. He loves these things. <laughs> what do you know? Your rising sun zoops? I don't. I I wasn't single in the the 2020s, <laughs> so I do not. My, know my uh, rising <laughs> my rising sun uh, is uh, House of the. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah, bad. Sam. Yeah, I was gonna say Sam, Sam is my rising sun. <laughs> in, about, in about eight hours. In about eight hours. And at bad energy, so Mariah May will be making her debut next Wednesday on Dynamite. Zoops, what's your anticipation to see Mariah May wrestle? Of course, we have, I think, high expectations for people who come from stardom. I think we see that as almost the best prospect for in-ring wrestling for this division. Are you excited to see what Mariah May can do? Hell, I am. I'm a six out of seven on this. Give it to me. I'm, me I'm, I'm chomping at the bit for this. Let's let's get some stars. I, I There's even, like, the – we'll talk about it later, but, like, I'm sort of – this isn't the the greatest segment. The way this goes down and the clumsy sort of way that they have Tony come out and the Riho attack, and this isn't the best segment. And later on with Soraya, isn't the best thing that ever happens. And the women's match, like it sort of doesn't really. It, it's okay. It's in a bit of a death spot on the card, but tough spot. I, I, yeah, I was at least like, you know what? It, they're they're trying stuff in the division at least. I agree. All I fucking ever really wanted them to do, and and I think like just like with with timeless tony like there's a shot some of this stuff does actually hit something happens here um they're putting the time in with uh some of the other wrestlers and, and if mariah may is great and people who watched artem are are very high on her um it helps it's 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 good and and i'm yeah jumping at the bit i can't wait to see what what what, what the big buzz is it's a big free agent signing for me we're totally aligned here i would just love for her to be great i would love nothing more then for her to be obviously fantastic and on a collision course with Chris Statlander and on to wrestle success strong town because I'm very ready. I, I would like Mariah May to be good. Again, I don't proclaim to be Mr. Stardom. I've seen a dozen matches out of that fed this year or less. Uh, I've seen zero Mariah May matches, but I must say, Zoops. And I don't know if you seriously want to take this, but I saw a 90-second Twitter video, video that made her look like the best wrestler on earth. It's longer than mine, right? I don't know. We we the ninety second zoom sizzle reel is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, they got the five minute one of me set to "How to Be the Man" by Riff Raff. You know, not bad. You remember that song, Matt? "How to Be the Man" by Riff Raff. I remember the one that says, "When it comes to hateful words, I got skin like a rhinoceros." Ah, that's a nice lyric. Like you said, Zoom's Rio runs out, and uh, so Tony's out to help Mariah run from Rio. Who gets the better of both of them? Rio gets to look very strong. Rio and I also wear the same shoes. Doc Martin's slip-ons. So I thought that was a cool point for Rio. I thought she came across looking good here. This does feel like a transactional match in some ways. That it's just a quick defense. The focus has been on the C1. Tony is probably going to beat Rio. But they've, they've done a good enough job with this, I'd say. Even if the focus really is on Mariah May, Tony down the line. 
Yeah, trying to find some footing. It's more than one. It's more than just an announcement. It's it's they're trying to build some something into it. Credit that Rio's very good. I like all the Rio matches. She's coming off a win over a good opponent. That helps. Uh, all yes. that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you know, enough of the homework is done here for me to give uh, the benefit of the doubt to the. Not that I wouldn't anyway. We're very generous. People, no, no, but, yeah. Um, you know, Rio's good. Tony's the best thing they have going in the division. So let's see it. I, I really like that what you just said there. I hope it doesn't go. It's like this is this is the understated genius of the Zoob. Sometimes it's just you don't realize how good you have it. That's really it's really true. The homework is done here, and that's enough foundationally to give this the legs to maybe go on. And then you have well, we'll get to more later. Like you say, they they're doing world building on the show in that division in a way that is encouraging. I think. Next page. Do, 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 do. Oh. Finally, we get to some Zoob's bait on the show. It's good to see. Finally. The Starting. man Action Andretti's there with his pals in top flight. It's uh, Darius Martin, Dante Martin, and uh, Adrian Andretti. And <laughs> they're, 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 they may have lost, but they're just getting started. And that's good. And then <laughs> they're just getting started. And then in walks Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and Trent. They uh -huh. say, we see what you're doing, talking shit to us when we're five feet away. We'll uh -huh. see you Friday. And so they're going to get a, a trios match, these six guys. There you go. Uh, and then Action Andretti inhales a water bottle. Yeah, I hated that for the record. Like, <laughs> in, drinks a water bottle in an insane way. He just um, crushes the bottle. Yeah. Just he puts it up to his lips and crushes the bottle into his mouth. Um, Drinking water fast is such a passe, lame gimmick, though, you know? It's something. I I wasn't sure what to expect there. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I now feel hurt that you called it Zoom's Bait, knowing how uh, the trios match with Action Andretti in it. Well, yeah, I, thought, I thought we were talking about I thought we were talking about Adrian Andretti. No, I didn't mean the top flight guys of your bait. I just know you've always been an action man. No, I understand. Uh, and the water gimmick captured my attention but we're doing this it's the bane of my it's been the it's been the biggest you can you can pinpoint josh we, we are on this show a lot so we've done a, we're lucky we've had a lot of episodes we have i think you can back you can pinpoint to the moment trios became a part of the show to like this exponential drop in the quality of some of the stuff that happens it's just uh not for me so Maybe maybe the biggest I hate to say I told you so we could ever have on this channel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe we lived through CM Punk coming to AEW, blowing up the place, and then leaving? We were here for that whole anyway. I believe the trios division for that. I do too. He, oh, <laughs> six guys. <laughs> I respectfully want to say he should have shotgunned a woo energy drink. That would have been cooler, actually. Mushroom infused. Mushroom infused. <laughs> he seemed lucid. <laughs> yeah, doing well is a big player. Yeah. Okay, maybe some actual Zoobs made here. It's a Miro promo. Can we get a quick temperature check, Zoobs? Uh, your understanding of the Miro Andrade feud. Oh, it's about his wife. Uh... <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty good. I was expecting, because I feel lightly out of the loop on it, and I watch Collision, so I was wondering, yeah. I'm wondering your, but it seems like it's, you have, it's, it is about his wife. It's a classic Andrade angle where it's like it's about a lot of spoken word transactional things that happened off camera, as always. <laughs> that is like, sort of his... I don't know why that's the only thing Andrade can think of for his angles and feuds. He was so great in the C two in the C one. Oh, it's like this is, we and and 
only tripling down on the only talking point we've ever had, which is like, just have the matches, dude. It's fine. He really was rehabbed by the C1, and I hope that him and Miro, which they do announce after this promo where he talks about Re- he's maybe it wasn't pro wrestling that poisoned me. It was my wife that poisoned me. I don't want to fight Andrade because he's my wife's client. I want to fight him because he's an asshole. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that makes sense, but that's fine. I want to see these two guys wrestle, and that's good enough for me. Uh, interesting, though, Zooms, is these two, I think you've sort of shouted out correctly, have some parallels uh, within AEW, do they not, in terms of Guys we thought would make bigger splashes in some way. I've had, I guess maybe more with Miro, but some real highs with the TNT title run and then gone. How did you, Who do you expect to win in this match, if anyone? And does that say something where, where these two guys in particular are in AEW? Uh, I think that's a great shout. They are very similar in their paths and sort of the, the murky, dirt shitty rumors that you hear and sort of the the history and and the really vague people talk about, oh, WWF guys come over and they act this way and that way. It's like, these are two guys that pretty, it's pretty easy to like draw a line directly to that from these guys, whether it's true or not. It's like guys that get lumped in with those reputations. Um, you know, I think Andrade wins this, as you said, he is, he is habilitated by the, by the, tournament and i think he's so good and i think the tournament him even being in the tournaments to me sort of spoke to like an agreement to like yes not play ball but like let's get involved and and make a difference here i think uh, play ball feels appropriate there to me yeah maybe play ball i should have just gone with the words i was i was really feeling i feel like i want to believe that he wants to play ball he's in the tournament he'll take losses if he has to um just realizing that like being on tv and wrestling is the best thing for him and it is. His instincts are correct if that is the way that is he's leaning. Is Miro going to play ball here? I feel like if I haven't thought much about this match, we'll see what happens on Rampage. And of course, we will have an official pick'em sheet behind my paywall, patreon.com slash J0SHC. So this isn't my official pick or anything. I'll put all that there. But I feel like the the momentum is with Andrade, right? Andrade would be your chalk to win here. Am like I right on so. that? I would think so. Yeah, I certainly <clears throat> certainly do think so, yeah. So maybe this will be an interesting measuring stick. The cleanliness of the win will maybe tell us a little bit about um, how much ball Miro is willing to play. That's ball. That's ball, indeed. Good job, Miro. He's ready to kill. (laughs) I'm done avoiding, and I'm ready to kill. That's that's the sort of thing I want to hear Miro saying. Yeah. Done avoiding. Oh. All right, we're going to motor through this segment. This is going to be all... You're going to see... A lack of passion rarely before seen on this program. If anyone wants to uh, throw in a sound alert uh, to sort of uh, drone Cover. over. Yeah, that's, yeah I'd be uh, completely fine fun. with that, actually. As Tony Schiavone, with, with the backdrop of four covered easels, is in ring for a Boxing Week celebration with Don Callis. Now, of course, Boxing Day, a Canadian holiday, so Don Callis loves it. Because he's Canadian. Yep. Uh, there's paint. He reveals the paintings. He's there with all his guys. And he's got a painting with each guy. He's got one with him and Kanosuke. Him and him and Will Hobbs. Him and Kyle Fletcher. You remember these guys, Zoops? They were all sort of up-and-coming stars there. Of course. Yeah, big wins. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Power, power, Powerhouse Hobbs crushed Chris Get Jericho. He squashed him. Yeah, absolutely. But now he's got a painting. And then the fourth painting is not revealed. As Don Callis is being booed. Boom! Sam G is returned. He has no anime Titan Tron. It's Sammy Guevara. 
And I and I have written down here just what the show needs. <laughs> I, I kept saying to myself these past, you've been on the air with me, Zeus. We, 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 where, where is he? Feels where incomplete. Is Sammy Guevara? The show feels incomplete. Yeah, it's hard to grade. It's hard to give anything a seven when there's no full f- criteria to grade from. Where's the fourth and really first pillar? Where's the always oh, crazy? Sammy Guevara returns and he's frustrated because he correctly points out in a worst guy, you know, makes a good point. He goes, all the, all these guys got big wins, but Don, you make everything about you. Yes. So what's going on here? And he goes, Oh, Sammy, hang on. You're going to love this. And he unveils the painting and it's the, the Callis family. Oh yeah. Exactly. Wow, the theme song is on here. One of the best. I didn't know this was on here. It's time it's to love the game. The game. <laughs> you get to throw one at me, maybe. Two things um, with two people. Sammy is a picture of him and the whole Cavs family. At this point, it's like, how would you possibly think that this hand is painting that with Wow, what a beauty. Um, Very nice. Thank you, Irish Mac 21. So then Don says, you're, you're a failure and you're going to be a failure as a parent, awesome. which makes Sammy shove him. Yeah. Gives Don the shove. Then he gets beaten down by Takeshita Powerhouse. And Kyle Fletcher. Now, I go, oh no, because I, you know, I'm not, everyone knows what's happening here. It's not just me, but I know what's happening here. I go, Chris Judas is coming out for the save, and the Sex Gods are going to be back together, and he's going to be his secret partner against Ricky Starks and Big Bill this weekend. Well, luckily, I didn't have to infer anything because all of this played out in the next two minutes of television as Chris Jericho runs out with a bat, so he's able to beat up all four of these guys, which is is good. But then right as soon as he's getting the better of it, the lights go out. It's Ricky Starks and Big Bill reminding everybody they're the tag team champions. And they attack Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. But then they are saved by another lights out. That's right. It's Sting! Here's Darby and Sting for the additional save for Jericho and uh, Sammy Guevara. How's that for a breakdown, Zeus? <laughs> I mean, geez, it's crazy. It's crazy how many lengths they will go to to end a segment with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara either break up or make up. It's the only thing Sammy Guevara has ever done on the show. Only it's thing. Like three and a half. I love to change babyface to heel. He's addicted. Around show. Chris Jericho. He has no other motivation. He's not done any. Cody and the TNT title was the only other thing he ever focused on. It's 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 startling. It's startling because like it feels like it's it feels like it's impossible to reboot this guy or give him any momentum. And it's because you keep he keeps getting put back at the beginning over and over again. That's it's, exactly it. It's crazy. Um, the callous shit is garbage. And like one of my least favorite tropes. I made this as a joking remark the other day, but like. They do this a little bit where it's like Callus has been making this part of the show bad on purpose. It's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I have to watch it. So. Yeah. Like, he's a heel, no doubt. But like 
great. He he legitimately hasn't given us anything off the follow-ups of those great wins. And it's like, I'm supposed to just hate Callus for that? It's like, no, it just sucked as a fan that this has all come together. Um, you hope that pointing it out is a is a beginning of like it going somewhere, but yeah. Jesus, if it's going somewhere, it's around Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Absolutely strangle me. I don't care about that at all. Dude, Powerhouse Hobbs and Kenosuke Takeshita are back in the Chris Jericho verse. It's oh crazy. He's a, he's, he is absolutely it's ridiculous. It's like a it's like a tick. He's just in their bloodstream now. <laughs> he is like that. And they've got they've got Lyme disease now because of him. Because of Jericho the tick. Spoon. Uh, I do agree with Bob Burritos, though. The crowd was into this. Crowds can be stupid also, though. Yeah, I we have infallible taste. And the crowds have dog food brain. People, yeah, pe- listen, people love to go and, bo- and boo Callus. I get it. And I'm I I I can't deny that, but like I want the guys to wrestle. And have important things happen. I just can't believe the sex gods are in the tag team title picture. It's the sex gods, baby. I hope they win, right? Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill for the AEW tag team titles. And then what? Sorry. Then the lights go out and it's Ricky and Bill and then the lights go out and Sting and Darby. Come on. Like, yeah. Thank you, Dennis Dirty Work, for subscribing 32 months. For Dennis Dirty Work. Crowd, the crowd did go nuts, but like the lights go out and Sting shows up, people crowd yeah. goes crowd goes nuts. I don't know that it. You're you're agree. You're not wrong, Bobby Burdos, but I also don't feel like it's a argument in favor of the segment not being. Like, oh wait, it's not even. Bobby's right. It's not even the tag titles. It's, it's like if man. you were in the crowd and some and one of the wrestlers stepped on your foot really hard and you went yow, and then they said afterwards, "Well, you did make noise." <laughs> <laughs> got me. I would you say ouch, and it's an eight man, not a tag match. Please bludgeon me about the head. Garbage. Just garbage. Jericho's, Jericho and Cows are such a negative effect on the show at this moment. Go away. Yeah, very bad. Maddie, if you wouldn't mind getting that uh, image I sent you earlier ready, because Severone's right. He is going to keep tuning into WBCW Meltdown to watch Kanosuke Takeshita wrestle, who, who is top of card for us, former world champion Kanosuke Takeshita, uh, leader of the guillotine knee and zoops you know that this saturday december 30th is aw world's end yep but the following monday january 1st wow. wbcw returns wrestling brain championship wrestling has been off for two weeks i have not i people are missing it i'm aware of this the dis- people are ready for wbcw to return wow well, i'm ready wow. to tell you where one world ends another begins let there be graps, WBCW, world's beginning. This coming Monday, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain, slam time slot as the double dudes. Huge matches will be am- announcing a bunch on our Twitter at wrestling underscore brain in the build up to world's beginning. But get ready. This is going to be, we are back truly like a bad habit. Can we crank this theme, Maddie? People need to hear the WBCW meltdown. Let's see those 2.9s. Let's see those criticals. This Monday. World's beginning. Thank you, Maddie. And of course, there's Roland talking about shows on the channel. I should mention, we'll be the moment world ends, ends, world ends, end. 
you and I will be reviewing the damn show. That's the latest I'm going to stay up the whole weekend. Is that is this <laughs> the world's end pay per view? Absolutely. At least it's the Saturday show. Can't wait. Maddie, are you free Saturday? Are you doing the call in with us? He'll find out. I will have to refer to my calendar, Josh. Maybe all three of us. We'll see. Saturday, World's End Post Show. Monday, World's Beginning WBCW. Prime will be back. All right. That's enough of Wednesday spins on Monday. Shout out to Ken One. We'll be back. Thank you, Maddie, for the great work. Oh! I do love cool. the crime theme. Prime does pay. That's one of the best themes in all of wrestling. I gotta be honest. Synths are so sick. Get wavy with it, folks. Yeah, you. I'll say this: you've legitimately made two of the best teams in all of pro wrestling between this and Marina Shafir. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Doing the best pound for pound right now <laughs> today those are two of the best wrestler themes in the entire world thank you thank very you much. to uh the great bobby burritos for uh producer of wbcw meltdown for that great graphic by the way i really liked that one awesome yeah that's great what a, what a great because everybody's tired everybody's at home what a great night that's gonna be huge that's the world's number one uh, it's the number one fire pro show on twitch it actually is which is says really more about the other losers trying to go at it than Slack and I. You know, Slack and I did it for six weeks. We're number one. Well, I would disagree. I, I can't imagine anybody has theme music. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's Somebody out there working harder than you. That's fucking hard to believe. To be honest no, our, our production value around uh, Mondays is uh, I don't think probably, so. it's extremely good. Roderick Strong is backstage with Renee. He's got the neck brace on. Renee, oh, that's funny. The neck brace, that's yeah, funny. That's funny. It is pretty funny. And uh, <laughs> him in the kingdom. Yeah, I just don't have the energy for this. The, okay, so him in the kingdom. They've got the a big whiteboard out. They've made like a Charlie Day conspiracy meme about MJF being the devil. Now, what what would make this bit work if when you're pointing to all the things, there's things to point to instead sure. of just going look at all this and if you look at it it all leads to mjf in the center but i give them credit for the prop here nice prop he's trying to convince everybody mjf is the devil and he's gonna be the one to expose it zeus before you say a word we get to our second of three keep it or kick it's of the evening it's this prompt keep it or kick it this statement roderick strong is correct mjf I oh, know. I guess the end of the show ruins this keeper kick it. What am I talking about? <laughs> Tough. Can't go back. You see, this is the problem when you write him during the show. I can't. If you if you if you were to keep this, you'd be an idiot. You didn't watch the show. <laughs> I mean, one yeah, of the okay. odds are our listeners are idiots. Pretty low. Yeah. Different. Okay. Very different. Very different. Keep it or kick it. Here we go. This is how good. Keep it or kick it. This statement. Samoa Joe should win the world championship this Saturday at World's End. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it or kick it.
people saying wow. zoobs uh you managed to keep to to turn an all kick situation with the with the border with the, the getting right to the cliff and nearly falling over um i think you flipped it in an all keep situation and i think i have to as always credit you i feel like you called the like joe is the champion at the end of the year and he gives it to swerve thing like five months ago like at the moment this devil stuff started you were like Samoa joe should be the next champ and i think Everyone is everyone is here with you. We're, we're, it's go home show of the pay per view, and every single person on the channel now agrees. Zoobs, you're so sweet, and I, I appreciate that credit. But I fear I might have been wrong if not for this MJF injury. I think maybe AEW wasn't smart enough to actually do this, but now I think given that MJF may be for real hurt, and they also injured Samoa Joe tonight, fakely, uh, they've they've really planted the seeds, and I think it's just time. Does anybody not? And remove, I know this is hard, because we're all on the same page, and I don't want to be route and boring. No one likes the devil stuff. There's nothing to like. Nobody likes it. Remove all of that. The MJF title reign up until that point have been quite good. I think the matches, the match catalog of his run pre-J yeah. White is actually quite outstanding. Really, really high level. Do you, would you then think Samoa Joe is the, what I'm trying to say is I think Samoa Joe deserved the AW world title despite the devil stuff before the devil stuff i thought that there was a value in him being the guy to dethrone mjf and a very meaningful person to be beaten to get somebody else over um Come but on. now with the devil stuff i think that's what's led to this uh unanimousness is nothing more than everybody hates the devil shit no yeah i, I mean i suppose so I, I i do you feel like now that this has happened maybe we don't find out who the devil is on on, on the weekend i don't think we do I wish I had the optimism of people who think we know for sure who the devil is on. Uh... And now, I won't complain. If we hit the airwaves after Saturday and they've done like a big tease that leads to the television involving the devil's identity, no problem. Pay-per-view leads to the TV, I will say no problem. But if it goes unaddressed or it's some stupid just a picture and like a some writing that is like, we'll see you Wednesday or some absolute nonsense, I'll, I'll rip it to shreds. They They could not possibly get through this stuff enough or quickly enough for me. But no, I, I don't think we know the full. I don't think AEW has any interest in wrapping this shit up. Man. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I did like the, you're like, yeah, you know what? Some of the, I guess we're jumping ahead here, but some That's of the okay, stuff uh, with, with Joe, with, with, you know, we talked about before how silly it made Joe look the other week. It's like, yeah, if he's working with him the whole time. It does sort of like, it paints it in a, in a mildly acceptable light. Of like at least at least it that way it made sense but yeah i'm, I'm thinking with most people i, I want to get through it as quickly as i possibly can but i'm with you i don't know that we do this weekend i don't i just think that now okay so we've closed the chapter we know joe is not the devil he was just a mercenary for him is which is within the samoa joe character for sure but i don't know man if mjf actually goes away you're gonna pay off the devil stuff in his absence i don't know it just I don't see it wrap. I would love nothing more than it to wrap up on Saturday, but it's not my read on what's going on. Yeah. 
Wow, Zeus, we hit a real highlight of dynamite up next here. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston for the blue block final. Say that three times quickly. And a fight breaks out between these two guys. I outright think, I'm going to go watch after this. I outright think they were doing uh, Kenta Kobashi versus Yoshinari Ogawa at the beginning with uh, Eddie wanting like the fair man square up strike. And Brian keeps ducking out of the corner over and over, finally working up Eddie, losing his patience, and then he's able to more than compete. Um, I don't know, Zoobs. TV wrestling just didn't used to be like this, you know? This is yes. a higher level that is better than what, what we were just talking about the Attitude Era. The, the entire body of those years did not produce anything on television as good as this match tonight. I was in love. I, I was able, even though I, I think both of us, or I forget who you had on your sheet, but I have Eddie and Mox as my final for this tournament. I was still like, oh, maybe Brian's going to win at points of this, but I'm very happy that they did end up putting it in the right direction. The W in the right column. Eddie Kingston advances to the finals against his old foe, John Moxley. Zoobs, did you get as lost in the sauce with this match as I did? Yeah, this is the whole year culminating in uh, a great moment. It's, uh, you know, we've been heavy Eddie supporters for a long time, um, it's been in like the ethos of, I think, our fandom for a little bit, borderline here, of like, it's the only way out of the mess. It had been like just, just giant heaping spoonfuls of Eddie is important. Um, and it's incredibly meaningful as big fans to know that two of the biggest moments on Dynamite all year are Eddie Kingston wins. It's like, that's really cool for me as a, as a big true. Eddie fan. To be like, they gave him the the big moment in, in the grand slam and he gets one at new year's bash and the the show sort of the end of the year sort of culminates and like everybody loves eddie kingston john moxley even correctly points it out it's like for a guy who hates hates everyone thinks everyone's against him a lot of people love eddie kingston and want eddie kingston to win i thought that was great oh. um i haven't been shy in the past about it like eddie kingston is such an anchoring interest in the show for me uh eddie against danielson is good is basically as good as it can get for me it's like this is really great and we for the complaints we had about it being a three-way dance in the in the first match this felt like two guys that understood that they wanted yeah. this to feel like a g1 final level stakes and elevation and storyline and heart and uh this is the the peak of the art form to me it's sort of mm -hmm. like exactly nailing what you want your tournament to feel like and the guys that you want to represent that and the stories that you want to tell and the way that you want to get there. And also sort of having that, you call it like a, almost a North American influence where it like, it gets you to Mox and Eddie, which is like a, not a predictable, but like the, the classic, the, the classic storyline telling that we're used to over here of like where it would very clearly go. Um, I thought just beautiful use of it all. And, and these, these two guys, somehow are just like made for each other it, it is sort of funny like they both it saying that that the guys love wrestling is like it's one of those things where it's like every, they should all love wrestling it should it's, it's sort of like when you go to a comedy show and the comic has no credits so they're like this guy's one of the hardest working comics i know it's like hardworking is supposed to be like the, the that's the start it's like yeah hard, they're all supposed to be hardworking you're supposed to all be working hard you're you're creating a you know a, a big thing um these guys love wrestling in a different, in a, in a, in a really elevated way and are, are in their primes of their careers to be able to connect their love for wrestling and what they love about wrestling 
and have it deliver in uh, the way that sort of exactly expresses the reason that they love the art form and what they love about it and what they're so good at. Um, just incredible jobs of playing to their strengths and playing to the, who they are and playing to authenticity and playing to the storyline. Eddie Kingston is the best wrestler in the world. Uh, he's my favorite wrestler. It's uh, it's it's awesome, man. King of the underdogs. King of the bumps. Really nicely said, as always, big brother. I, I will also say it should probably come as no surprise to us because these are probably the two guys who embody within the AW roster what a tournament like this could be. We all know that Brian was calling for it, uh, Tony, apparently, and you never know what the stuff, but put this together to sort of appease Brian who wanted to go do the G1 so badly. Hey, I'll give you your own G1. How about that? So no question that Brian's one half of that equation. But Eddie Kingston with his love of lore and Japanese wrestling and while, you know, he's more strongly associated with the four pillars when the feud calls for it, he absolutely professes his love of the three musketeers and early new Japan and the, the Kings over there as well. So, and, and of course his posts about anyone attached to Japanese wrestling when they pass away, show his depth of knowledge in these zones. And so when he's playing them out, it's a really nice matching pair with the guy. And then when they come together, so they're both bringing all these to the table. And then when they come together, what plays out is what you hit on at the end. It's this, the perfect wrestler versus the king of the bums, the, the technician and the performer. And when you see these collide, somebody correct me on the number if I'm wrong, but I thought they said on commentary tonight that Brian Danielson is 4-0 against Eddie Kingston, including a tag match. I can only ever think of them having one match. So, I, or well, Sorry, two matches, including the AEW one. But, but I don't know. Anyway. But for Eddie to never get over on him is actually perfect. It reminds me of Eddie versus Claudio too, or prototypically Mick Foley, where it's, it's their journey is not winning. Zoob's our journey isn't winning. That's right. We kick out, we get back up, we claw, we climb. And these stories speak to us in wrestling, I think, for this exact reason. And when these two guys combine and Brian starts out the match, smiling, dodging offense, not yeah taking eddie lightly and then eddie quite literally knocks the smile off of his face brian doesn't grin again for the rest of the match and you see eddie start to overtake him and finally using one of his hero's weapons toshiaki kawada's sorry toshiaki kawada's powerbomb to stack brian up and pin one two three for all the dog shit we have to wade through with this show sometimes it's like man what are the tv shows giving you this there isn't for me there isn't one i there's other shows i watch i'm a fan of that that program severance and lots of probably more recent shows of that that i can't think of but none of them grab my heart and get me in there fighting and eddie kingston is with the exit of cm punk and this is a whole other talking point that we can talk about later but mark briscoe too is rising these ranks for me but eddie kingston is a replacement enough for me at the top of this card as a focus of this show to fill my heart with the gripping pro wrestling that I desire. And this match just satiated the hunger, man. Like it's so I don't know who can't get into this stuff. When he's hitting the side DDT on the apron, they're just flying full force with the flying knee to the outside. I was like, you don't like this? You, you can't get into this? I love this. Great match, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome. I I'm I I can't uh, I can't say enough. Eddie, Eddie is Eddie's the my favorite wrestler. It's, it's not particularly close, honestly. 
Gbridge saying this is why, despite all this shit, this episode felt like a seven. Again, Zoob said it off the top that he totally understands that and even was drifting towards that. Yeah, now, we haven't even gotten to the promo that follows it. Which, frankly, if there was something that you know the follow up here is so strong, Marlon Phillips saying this promo was the new promo of the year for me. Yeah, I'm talking about Mox and Eddie for you, me. But Josh and Zoom's waxing poetic could be the new probably <laughs> every thank you, original swag, man. You're you are the full of swag and class in a way we could only dream of. Mox Eddie's peak and emotional investment for uh, G Richie on the program. That's for me for sure. There's no hotter hook for me. I'm all sad. I hope it continues coming out of World's End. How often do I say that about pay-per-views? Mm-hmm. Very, very seldom. But we might as well say why, Zoobs. That was the match, but then our final is set. It is John Moxley versus eddie kingston for the inaugural aw triple crown championship again the accumulated welded title of the ring of honor world championship the new japan strong title and a new title created for the c1 tournament mama mia here they are face to face years later after full gear 2021 subs we've wanted it we've called for it john moxley and eddie kingston are face to face and you touched on the most interesting part of the promo i thought which was mox aggressive but mate i want to use the right words here he was not snarling spit in your face f you mocks here there's some hey man you're always talking about oh nobody likes you or some sort of underdog everybody loves you listen to this this is not a person and when we're when we're in the building on saturday that building's gonna hate me and they're gonna love you and you know that and you you can't even draw he's like trying to de-weaponize it for him it's like you can't draw on that like that's not real stop playing victim incredibly gripping stuff from these two who obviously know how to work together in a really awesome way. But I don't know when he's putting his finger in Eddie's chest, like they deserve you at maximum effort. It's like, man, why do I feel like I need this in my life? I'm watching pro wrestling right now. Like this is, this is a very great sentiment between these two experts. There's no favors coming for him this time. Last time, he says he was sort of protecting him. He gave him a great opportunity, but didn't want to kill his friend. Mox won't be offering the same thing this time. <sighs> should I get into the Eddie portion or we want to talk about that? No, oh, yeah, please. Yeah, you should. Eddie fires back with, man, this is so awesome. <laughs> He's like, it's so Eddie. It's like, we'll get to the promo, but what sticks out to him is the tone of the promo. He's like, don't treat me like your young boy, Wheeler Yuta. Because I think he's planting a seed with Wheeler. Because after this, I think Eddie Kingston will have beaten every member of the Blackpool Combat Club in this year, except for Wheeler Yuta, which is actually sort of interesting. I I don't know how much you could get me into Wheeler Yuta, Eddie Kingston, but I do think, I read this as him planting a seed for that. Like, don't treat me like that little bitch, Wheeler Yuta, who's nothing to me. Because you're acting like you saved me. You're lucky I didn't kill you. I broke in before you. I led the way for you. I could have turned my back and sliced your throat. And guess what? The king of the bums is going to push you. Like, this is an important piece of language for him. Eddie Kingston can outpassion you. He can, his natural talent can get him there. But he's not somebody that got pushing people, weaponizing cardio. He doesn't push you to your limits. And besides relying on an overfilling tank of fighting spirit. And this is him signaling a change in my mind. These guys are, I mean, it's like, I hate framing it like this, but I couldn't help but I wrote it down. Even like the rest of the roster should be ashamed of themselves watching this. This is so much more compelling than what's going on in the rest of this television by such a margin that it it is such a golden star at the center of this universe that it's hard for me to not directly compare what comes before and after it. 
Incredible well, stuff. Here yeah, <clears throat> you only have one Eddie Kingston in the locker room. It's there's no there is nobody else that that is at, you know at his level in my opinion. But biased as it is, you might be right. You might be damn well right. I can't wait for this match Saturday. This is the MJF Joel is I'm excited for that. I like watching Joe wrestle a great deal. MJF usually has good matches. I like their first match. But God, what, what's selling me on the pay per view? What am I buying on Saturday night? This John Moxley yeah. and Eddie Kingston. That's what I'm buying, Zeus. Yeah, it it even on this show, it's like man, this needs to be the main event. It's crazy this isn't in the main event. Oh. Like absolute death spot afterwards, and then the MJF thing has no chance. Again, I don't want to come. It's just like picture in picture. I don't want to complain about it because I suspect they did this because they didn't want to run out of time. Right. So I agree. Impossible to follow this for anything. However, I will take the 30 minute block of this and credit to Brian Danielson too. I credited John and John Moxley and Eddie Kingston so much there, but Brian set up here being this bully figure who it's all come easy to he's perfect. And Claudio is perfect as an opponent and BCC are who have hit stale points are actually wonderful opponents specifically for Eddie Kingston. So credit to everybody involved here. Couldn't have liked this anymore. Yeah. The best. Psychological City saying reminds me of Punk Kingston made me want to run through a brick wall in just two weeks. The post-match was perfect. Doesn't need a month to build. I couldn't agree more with this. You get right to it. Now is the time. This might not be better. Could I go for one more week of Dynamite? Greedy me says yes, but there's a very real chance this is the most I'll ever want to see this match is after this amount of time and right now. So, so yeah, I think that's a good point made. Yeah, and, it, and you get, you, the tournament does that a lot of the, did a lot of the lifting. Like you, Eddie's... That was such a it was such a building moment for Eddie that like it's it only makes sense you're you're paying off all the work you had just done in the last month plus of of his journey um, to him finally get to the top and there's Mock stepping on his hand as he tries to climb on the mountain. I like saying that a lot. It's the opposite of that great saying: the only time you look down on a brother is when you're helping him up. I like that saying. Maddie, would you mind queuing up the clip that I uh, sent you earlier today? Because I wanted to let everybody know that I put out an episode of Shootopia on Christmas Eve with my brother Marlon Phillips, who's in the chat tonight. And Zoops, I may have made a mistake on this one. I might, I might have been. This might have been. This might have been my bad. Because and I explained why at the beginning of the episode. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do something sort of anti-Christmas for this one because a lot of bad Christmas wrestling. So for my Christmas special, I'll have Marlon on, and we'll listen to a very dark interview of new jack who i've been wanting to do on this uh forever and and i i just gotta tell you the vibes are horrible on this episode thank god marlon's <laughs> there to to be his normal big boss self and we keep the vibe high we're dressed as a santa claus and a christmas elf but new jack is and for those of you who have seen his dark side of the ring episode this will come as no surprise to you but i cut out a ton of this interview and still managed to find tons of horrible moments including this one here it's all available <laughs> season two is utopia at patreon.com slash j0shc most of it is much higher spirited than this i recommend listening to this episode and then boom ear cleanse with zoobs and i listening to vince russo hey you're laughing maddie would you mind showing them uh I, I pulled a clip here of all the shoot interviews i've listened to new jack the only person i've ever heard shit on cactus jack wow Ooh, so Just quiet. Figure, figuring out the volume here. Oh, wait, no, the volume's at one. Oh. oh. I don't hear a lot of negativity about Cactus Jack around here. What, what's wrong with Foley? What's wrong with Foley's style? 
His version of working hardcore wasn't working hardcore. His version was taking stupid ass bumps. It wasn't working hardcore. Being thrown through shit, bullshit stabs, and that was it. It was on. It was two totally different fucking fucking deals we were doing as far as the hardcore. Mine was convincing, throwing punches at you, stabbing you. Oh, and by the way, there's a die. Cactus Jack was known for taking bumps, laying on a bed of nails. Not hardcore, bro. Uh, not hardcore zooms, Cactus Jack. Uh, interesting, interesting definitions there. Not, not the angle that I thought. Uh, man, that sounds like an awful. That sounds like an awful listen on Christmas. Yeah, I don't I even know that I recommend the episode. To be when honest. I got that notification, I was like, I can't believe this is the Christmas content. Like, I was like shocked. I was literally shocked. <laughs> I was like a new Jack. Ugh. You nailed it. You nailed the antithetical Christmas idea. You really could. Yeah, but maybe, maybe it's just a shitty idea. <laughs> not, not for me to say. Uh, well, it is Zoops. I trust you very, very much. But uh, if you you get into the Discord and all the background information, and it is a fun listen. I'm teasing. There, there's some genuine gems in there. Again, who else have you ever heard dump on Cactus Jack ever? Lexi Nair is here. She's going to interview Adam Copeland and Christian. Copeland, or uh, rather, uh, Christian's been waiting. He's frustrated. Hey, where the hell is he? What are we doing? Well, where are we doing? Cope. Copeland runs in and he pushes Nick Wayne out of the way and he attacks Christian and they brawl backstage. Brian Keith is there. Good to see Brian Keith. I always like these pull apart segments to see who they view as like below the bar that they can be outstrengthed by two guys. Of course, Dante Martin's there. That's no surprise. He's front. And yes. Center. Like Dante Martin. Oh my God. He wouldn't even like an ant trying to stop a car impossible so i, I like these pull apart so these guys are getting pulled apart they're real mad at each other they're rematching this saturday you got anything to say on that Zoom? these guys i don't i don't man uh they're fighting it's a lot of time spent it, and i get it that was part of the the bit was like christian is waiting backstage a long time it just doesn't it just feels like uh a great run of christians is coming to an end in the, in the way we want not to happen it's sort of like <laughs> really annoying sort of like uh, like the antithesis of what he was doing before that was so good and so fun it's like now we have this like stupid there's a lot of stupid dynamics here and this this didn't do a lot for me christian's probably losing on saturday i figure i assume, assume yeah yeah can't can't say that i mean in some ways this was nice. And what I wrote down here is Adam Copeland isn't talking. Like, I feel like sure. that, and I'm not saying that in a jokey way. I feel like they did here. We don't want these crazed, very acty promos out of this guy. And he has cut back on them and he deserves credit for that. They're just brawling backstage to get pulled apart. I think this match is no DQ again. So there you go. These guys hate rules. Oh, no. You can't just qualify one of these two. They won't have it. And we move on to Chris Statlander for Sky Blue, or as I call it, Zoobs, the evidence that Chris Statlander is maybe the best women's wrestler in AEW, at least in ring, because this is the best Sky Blue showing in ages, and Sky Blue has wrestled absolutely everybody that we've seen. Good Sky Blue performance, Zoobs, uh, who has 
maybe the woman we've watched wrestle the most genuinely minutes wise in AEW last little while. So she is a point of comparison. I'm all in on Chris Statlander. I'd be going with it. I'm saying world title. I think she's better than the rest of them. I genuinely do. For whatever I've said about Sheeta or Emi Sakura or Tony Storm or whoever I viewed as the in-ring aces before, I think it might be Chris Statlander and Jamie Hayter if she ever returns as the as the in-ring aces. Am I crazy? I mean, we, we had that world. We lived in it for a minute. Yeah, they never did anything, though. I'm talking about you need to do something. Well, how do you think Chris Statlander wrestle in that reign? Five? I know, crazy. Like that was the world that we thought we were entering. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's not crazy to think because we were we basically got right on the tippy toe of it, and then it sort of fell apart with the injuries. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't disagree. I I, I know I want to continue giving kudos. Like this is what you should be doing with people like Sky Blue. Is like Agreed. as many reps as you can, as many matches as you can. Um. Not doing the Scooby Doo gear, like a very clear visual change now. Right? She's in all black. She's a little nastier. She's not officially aligned with but like accepting help from and working with julia hart i think it's good you continue to have things happening for reasons in the division whether they all seem connected and right at this exact moment or not i think it's important to continue to add the wrinkles and add the stories and add the pieces um to the to the careers and to the to the to the division credit yeah credit to them it's what they need so good to see chris continues to look strong she's she's just comfortable in there there's some of these matches have genuine awkwardness and thinking through moves. Chris Statlander is ahead of that. Chris Statlander does not suffer for that, and it made Sky Blue feel comfortable. Again, impossible to follow Brian and Eddie in, ter- in terms of match quality. One, if you had to compare one to the other, antithetical. However, compared to other stuff in this slot on the show, sometimes I thought this was good. I did too. And now. The main event segment. And Zoobs, I know it's late for you, so I apologize. So, okay. But there's just no way to do this briefly. Because it's the henchmen, the devil's henchmen, two of them to begin with, versus Samoa Joe and MJF. This is what happens. The henchmen come out first. They are standing on the apron. There's two of them. They're acting like a normal tag team, which is obviously very funny. And mm. then... Out comes MJF. Standing there. But before he can get to the ring, goes up to looks at the video behind him. Samoa Joe's holding his leg. Ah, my damn leg. Ah, she's hurting. Joe's been attacked. Peter Griffining back there. It's in the old Peter Griffin. Ah. You you love that family guy, right? Love the family guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're lucky there is one. Well, especially when you consider all you see on TV these days. Yeah, I mean, it just seems today, you know? It it truly, truly does. And so MJF's all jacked up, but he says, even though Joe is laid out, I'm tired of these devil guys. I'm going to be fighting them 2v1. And now this is for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. And he's frustrated. And he doesn't have any friends like Chris Jericho who can just reform the sex gods. So he's got to go out there with one arm. He's going to defend the Ring of Honor tag team titles against the Devil's Henchmen. Now, I'm not even getting into whether these guys deserve a title shot or not. It seems to me that I that they probably shouldn't be sanctioned in the tag team division and getting opportunities like that, but I'm willing to squint if it's good. But unfortunately, it's not good. MJF tries to unmask the one guy, and that's his undoing. As the two guys who we, we got a tweet going around right now that's doing numbers, Zoobs, because I pointed out that the devil 
say what you want about the Devil's Henchmen. They respect the the tag rules more Absolutely. than most guys in the AW tag. God bless them. The Lucha Bros could never. These guys <laughs> tag in, you're in three seconds, tag out. They know the deal. They're holding on to the tag rope. Professionals. I was kind of impressed, if I'm being honest. Yeah, the devil can't get disqualified. That would be what then what then what point would they have proven? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> what point indeed? Uh, so the devil's henchman, one of them, hits MJF with the pendulum driver or the, the heat seeker, his own move, and he pins them. And the devil's henchmen are the new Ring of Honor tag team champions. Congratulations to the guys. And then <laughs> the rest of the henchmen run out. Because now it's a free-for-all on MJF, which is hilarious. <laughs> so now the two have become four. And the four run in, and they're beating down MJF even worse. But don't worry. Samo- I'm just telling you what happened. Samoa Joe, the music of Samoa Joe hits. Even though he couldn't wrestle, he's, he's here. He's got a chair, and he's limping to the ring. I'm going to help you, Maxie. And the four guys, they go, oh, no, Samoa Joe's here. And I go, well, that's stupid. Uh, right. But don't worry. Joe starts attacking Max. Because, and then you got a little devil thing that says, a pleasure doing business with you. And and Joe, there was no property thing. He's just a hired gun of the devil. And MJF has lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles to the devil's henchmen, who are the, the, the tag team champions. And no! <laughs> I believe we, at least we finally had a tag division match on the show. <laughs> The ever optimist, the Zeus. We finally have some action in the tag division. Two completely masked, uh, shapeless <laughs> guys. Great. Listen, they had to, they had to find a way to get them off MJF, and this is a way to do it. Um, no praise whatsoever for the segment, um, really. But goofy. Uh, it almost I I I almost viewed it like the like that Joe is revealing that he's the devil in a way where he's like the pleasure of doing business with you was to MJF of like, I, I've fooled you. This is just a distraction for you to look at so I can beat you down and win the championship. But I know that isn't how it's going down. I just don't know what happened to this company. Man. Do you remember when it was like, Oh, if this company has a flaw, it's that they watched Okada's reign and thought that's how wrestling is done. We're just going to have the champion hold on to the belt forever. And put on corkers. And it's going to be... And I complained a lot on here when Kenny Omega was doing the <laughs> golf course stuff. And but, but largely, this has been a serious title with a serious title scene. And when I see MJF laid out there, his tag team or his tag titles taken from him in a handicap match against two guys that nobody knows. For a company nobody cares about. While Samoa Joe needs help to beat him down. I just don't know where it all where we went wrong. So who needs help less than Samoa Samoa Joe? We're talking about Samoa Joe. Well, he it's needs, not the, the it's, yeah, it's not the, the help. It's the, it's the guarantee that he wins the title, right? He he made the deal because it makes it's an easier path to the championship. I do get that, obviously. I just I don't like involving Joe. I feel Joe sinking down to this shit's level. Certainly, yeah, no argument, and. I don't think his character is aligned with what's going on at all. I actually thought the property stuff was very aligned with Samoa Joe's character. But nonetheless, here we are. Here we are. 
you could say this about World's End. Hopefully, it's I mean, you know, the end of this stuff. Hopefully, like, <sighs> but what if? Zoops, I'm gonna ask the chat one to seven their anticipation for um the show. Do we want me and Matt to do that in post show? Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll thumb out. Give me a give me a seven for Eddie Kingston, no question. A seven for Eddie Kingston. He's the Zoops. Everybody loves him, just like Eddie Kingston. And we'll be back Saturday night with the post show show. Bro. <laughs>